I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. It is no secret that injuries are very common in Jiu-Jitsu. I consider myself lucky that in 10 years of training Jiu-Jitsu, I've only had one major injury that was a result of just training Jiu-Jitsu, not MMA. That being said, that injury was a catastrophic knee injury that required surgery and cadaver grafts and repairs to multiple components of my knee. If you walk onto any jiu-jitsu mat in the world and say, raise your hand if you've ever had a jiu-jitsu injury, almost all of the hands will go up. Everyone will get bumps and bruises along the way and pulled muscles, but the injuries that I'm talking about today are those that you can't train through, things that take you off the mat for a few weeks or more, or might even require surgery. Having just come back from one such injury and having come back previously from a devastating arm break from an MMA fight that required four corrective surgeries, I think I know what you need to know and to do to get back on the mat as fast as possible. What I also know you need to do is save 15% off at EpicRollBJJ.com with the coupon code PODCAST15. I mean, if you're going to be unable to train for a while, you still want to look your best off the mat, and that's where Epic Roll can help you with t-shirts, hoodies, joggers, and hats. And after you follow my advice and get back on the mat, Epic Roll will have you looking good and training your best in their geese, rash guards, and fight shorts. Don't spend more money on gear that wasn't designed specifically for jiu-jitsu. Epic Roll is made by grapplers for grapplers. Follow them on Instagram at EpicRollBJJ and use the code PODCAST15 at EpicRollBJJ.com to get 15% off your order. EpicRollBJJ.com, coupon code PODCAST15. Let's heal and get back to it. Welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. I'm going to give you the usual disclaimer on episodes like this. I'm not a doctor. I know I'm the smartest guy you know, but not a doctor. I'm giving you information I have been given in the course of my own recoveries from injury, but I'm not giving you medical advice, and you should always listen to your actual doctors instead of some guy on the internet. Lawsuit avoided. Obviously, we'd all prefer to never get injured, but unfortunately, it will happen It does seem logical, though, that we should take every step possible to avoid getting injured in the first place. I am doing a video that just needs editing, and it will be out that shows you some of what I do to improve mobility. And if you're only listening to the audio version of this show, I did put a link to YouTube in the episode notes, so you can click that and subscribe so you can see that mobility video and a bunch of other stuff like technique breakdowns and mobility videos They don't really work audio only, you know, for me to just describe to you the movements I'm doing. So check that out. Things like mobility training, stretching, strength training, cardio, these are all things that can help prevent injury. They won't make you bulletproof and you should be cautious of anyone who says they will, but they can help you. If you're more flexible, it will take more unexpected force to pull a muscle. If your cardio is improved, you won't fatigue as quickly when rolling, so you won't make silly mistakes or half-hearted movements that can cause you to hurt yourself. If you have stronger muscles, they can help better support joints and help prevent injury there. Working all of these things into your weekly schedule can definitely help you avoid the doctor. But in the event that you are forced to take time off due to injury, you should approach your recovery seriously. Too many people are passive participants in their own recovery. 
They have surgery, sit around and wait for the injury to heal, then go back to training once they're allowed to. Treat recovery like a fight camp and approach it with that same mentality. Instead of working towards a world championship, you are working back towards health. Don't just sit around and wait for your body to be healed. Do everything you can to help your body get back to where it needs to be in order for you to train again. You have to have the mentality that you are working towards healing, not just watching it happen. And this should be pretty obvious, but do what the doctors and therapists tell you to do and don't do the things they tell you not to. I I think both of these things are hard in their own way. It's really easy to be told to do these super boring exercises and then to just not do them. Maybe you don't see the point or you just don't feel like it or maybe you don't see how it's going to help you. Do it. Do what they tell you to do. Find out from them exactly what the maximum amount of each exercise you are allowed to do each day, then do exactly that. No less and definitely not more. And that's where the other thing I said is hard to do comes into play. It's hard to limit yourself. When you are used to being an active person and you train hard, it is really difficult to just sit down and slowly lift your leg up and then put it down over and over and over and over and over and over. It is not challenging and it is not fun. People overdo it and do things they aren't supposed to and they set themselves back. Don't be this person. Do exactly what they tell you that you can. Unless you are told otherwise by your medical team, you need to be moving. Sitting around doing nothing all day is not helping you. Movement helps blood flow. Blood flow helps recovery. Being injured and unable to do things that you want to do can be very depressing. It can be very easy to wallow on the couch and not move except to go to the bathroom or to get up and eat. Believe me, I know this firsthand. But you need to move. Move, 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 move. No couch potatoing. I don't know if potatoing is a verb. I'm going to make it a verb. Don't sit around and do nothing. Find a way to get up and move around. Just like in an actual fight camp, your injury recovery fight camp needs to follow the correct diet. I'm not going to tell you exactly what to eat and how many grams of this and how many grams of that, but there are some things that should for sure be a part of your diet as you recover from a major injury and surgery. First of all, you probably need more calories than you're used to getting. Everything I have read says 15 to 20 calories per pound of body weight while recovering, This may put you into a caloric surplus, which you might not be used to as an athlete in a weight-restricted sport like jiu-jitsu. You might put a few pounds on. It's not the end of the world. Protein is very important in recovery since it helps repair damaged tissue. Vitamin C is important. It helps with the production of collagen that also rebuilds tissue. Omega-3 fats like salmon and walnuts help with the fight against inflammation. Calcium-rich foods are important and vitamin D for bone health, plus the vitamin D will help you absorb the calcium. Again, I'm not saying follow this specific diet or avoid this one. These are just foods that will help you heal. Also in this diet category, we could include hydration. There aren't many things that are improved by being in a state of dehydration. Make sure you're getting enough water in each day. And if it makes you have to pee more, well, then that's helping with the move around tip I just gave you since you'll have to get up and at least go pee more often. 
It is also incredibly important to avoid infection, especially after surgery. Those four surgeries I had to have to heal my arm when it was broken in that fight were mainly due to infection. My bone just would not heal back together because there was an infection in there and it took all of those surgeries plus two additional hospitalizations to get it under control. In my case, I did everything the way I was supposed to and I did what they told me and it still happened. You can't 100% eliminate the risk of anything, but you can look out for the signs of infection and do what you can to prevent it. If you've had surgery, keep the incision clean and follow your doctor's wound care instructions. They'll tell you what to look out for. I'm going to advise that unless you really, really have to, do not Google infected incisions. Just take my word for that one. I was hoping to have a super cool section about hyperbaric oxygen therapy and how if you can get access to a hyperbaric chamber and can do some futuristic stuff, you can speed up your recovery. But unfortunately, the studies I have found show the efficacy of hyperbaric oxygen therapy is low at best, so we're going to have to keep at it the old-fashioned way and following the things I just laid out for you. Once you are healed, try to think about what happened and how it could happen again, what other positions or common occurrences are similar to what happened. For me, I know I should reinforce a calf slicer or a similar motion with the other leg to avoid blowing out my knee again. Obviously, if you had a freak accident and someone rolled into your knee sideways who wasn't even the person you were rolling with, then yeah, not a lot you can do there. But if you got hurt mid-roll, think about why and how and what you could have done to prevent that. How can you apply those preventative approaches to other positions? Self-awareness is a valuable tool and in more than just jujitsu. I do hope this helped you. I hope you actually never need this episode because I never want you to get hurt, but the odds are and statistics say you will need it at some point. So maybe save this one for future reference or share it with someone who you know gets injured a lot because every academy has the guy who gets injured all the time. Thank you so much for listening. There is a lot more coming, so please stay tuned for that and I will see you all in the next one.